Positive online reviews and testimonials can help your business grow. But making the ask can feel salesy and pushy. But don't worry, because my next guest is known in his industry as the king of reviews. And he has a system to help you crush it with online reviews. Stay tuned. This is Business Confidential Now with Hannah Hassel-Kelchner. Helping you see business issues hiding in plain view that matter to your bottom line. Welcome to Business Confidential Now. I'm your host, Hannah Hassel-Kelchner, and today's guest is Alan Katz. Now, he may not be a household name to you, but in the wedding industry, he's known as the king of reviews. He has over 2,000 online reviews and testimonials and dominates the market in his field. Alan is the owner of Great Officiants. Basically, he marries people. He has formed a team of professional officiants that go out to wedding venues, hotels, backyards, beaches, almost anywhere to perform the most creative ceremonies. He owns a boutique wedding chapel, a beach wedding design company, and a theme wedding division. In Southern California, his company represents the gold standard of officiants in style with affordable prices. So if you want to put a ring on it or renew your vows, Alan's your man. Alan is also a requested speaker at wedding industry conventions, wedding association educational events, and of course, podcasts. His multi-point plan to get customers to review him is obviously been very successful. And today, he's going to share his secret sauce with us. So welcome to Business Confidential Now, Alan. Well, thank you for having me on. Uh, I'm going to give your show a good review. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. (laughs) Can never have enough of those. That's wonderful. I appreciate that. Now, Now, let's start with the importance of online reviews and testimonials, Alan. Why should a small business want such reviews? Well, you know, we're all driven by reviews. When you're going to go to a restaurant, what's the thing you do? You go on to Yelp and you look up what other people think about it. And if it it has really bad reviews, you're like, maybe I don't want to go there. Let me find someplace else. So reviews are very essential for a business to make sure that they can show people what they do, that other people have had a great experience and that they want that same type of experience that other people have had. And if they've had a bad experience, they want to know that. Okay. Now you have a fascinating business, marrying people. And I'm sure there are some listeners who are right now saying to themselves, come on, how easy is it to get a good review from someone on their wedding day? Which for most people, they're really, really happy on that day. Now, will your system for crushing it with online reviews work for businesses whose customers, clients, patients, guests are not in their happy place? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because when couple things that you want to do when you're trying to get a review from someone. First thing, the most important thing is to not suck at what you do. All right. If you do a bad job at what you're doing, you're never going to get a good review. In fact, you are going to bring on bad reviews. So the first thing is make sure that whatever you do, you do it right. You do it with the customer in mind, with value, with service, and give the people what they want, but not just give them what they want. Exceed, excel, and make them feel like they got the best possible experience with what you or your product is selling. The next part is once you know that you've done a good job is to be able to ask for it. Now, depending on your business, you may have contact with the people or a way to contact them. You may not, but one of the most important things is to get people 
to review you. Now, if you have a product like mine, I'm not going to, in most cases, ask the people immediately, hey, can you review me? Because what's going to happen after my weddings? The people are going to go on their honeymoon, then they're going to get back into the real life, and they don't have, you know, they don't have time for it. So usually when I'm doing a wedding request, a, a review from a wedding, I ask two weeks after the wedding so they have time to get back into their life. Each different place that, you know, each different company that's trying to get a review has to have their own lead time, what they think is the perfect amount of time to request the review. And sometimes it's immediately, sometimes it's a month down the road. You just have to assess what's going to be good for you. You have to think about who your customer is, who your client is, and when they're going to be able to be in their best mindset to give you that review. Okay, so now let's talk about this system because it sounds like you've just identified one very important step about when to make the ask. When they're in a good place, like you said, it could be different depending on the type of business in you're in, the product, the service, after they've had a chance to reflect on the great service or product you've been able to deliver. So yes, you're, you're going to excel at what you do. Let's take that as a given. And let's talk more about the process of making the ask. All right. So making the ask is, is, is a very important way because people get inundated by emails all day long. And you have to make sure that if you're going to email somebody or text them, that you have a compelling line to give to them. So in other words, if you're emailing somebody, you know, maybe you would say, hey, your gossip can pay off. Let other people know the great experience that you had. Think about this. You're going through your email and you get all this junk email. Delete, 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 delete. You got to make an intro and the beginning of it to make sure people actually open the email or open or read the text because you're going to want to make sure that that actually happens. Most people just delete stuff. Uh, somebody wants to sell me something. But if you can give a tangible way of focusing on what your email is about in the subject line and make the first couple words in that request easily identifiable of what, they want, what you want them to do, then that will save it from getting deleted. Because a deleted email for a request for review doesn't work. There's also companies that actually specialize in doing this. They have an online portal where you would send them an email, the client an email, and say, hey, review is here, and it actually will link to one of these specialty companies. And at those specialty companies, they can have a special rating system where you can actually rate there, and it's really easy to do that way. But if you don't want to have the extra expense of you know, paying for one of these services, because they're not always cheap, is you basically have to hand do it person by person and make sure that they can really find a way and a reason to open your email or to read your text. So what's the system that you use? What works for you? Well, um, what works for me is two weeks after the wedding, I send them an email or I utilize this, one of these services. But we're going back to just the direct email um, because I, th I think it's a little more personalized. And each wedding, I send an email to say, hey, thank you so much for choosing us for your wedding. Please respond with a positive review about your service. We want other couples to know and have the same great experience that you did. That way we're letting them know, hey, here's the now. When you tell them that, if you just tell them to do that and don't give them any resource, then they're just going to go, where the heck do I review you? You know, all I know is Yelp. But many different industries have different review sites that they go to. If you're staying at a hotel, you know, you got the travel sites or you got... Um, 
you know, Yelp, you have other sites that specify that. Google, Yahoo, they all have review places. Facebook, they have places where you can review that. So you have to let them know and you have to guide the people who you're trying to get the review from. Guide them to where you want to go. Now you can give, in most companies, they have, you know, with Google, with, if it's the wedding, it's the knot and wedding wire. If it's other places, you know, the travel sites have actual links that you can take them to or you can give them to go right from your website, right from the email to their website and place a review. And you can give them several different links because most people are signed up with one thing or another. So you can give them like accept. And this is the big, 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 one more big, big exception, except for Yelp. Never give people your exact Yelp link to your Yelp page because Yelp knows. Yelp knows that if you give somebody a direct link, they know that that didn't come from a generic search. They'll know that they've been prompted and then they'll do what's called a hidden review. Yelp says, hey, this, this person is, you know, was asked to review us. We wanna make sure that this review is legitimate and we wanna make sure that this review is perfect. And so Yelp will hide those reviews. In fact, on my Yelp page, I have like, I forgot what the numbers were, 700 reviews and like 300 are hidden, which is something we can get into in a little bit if you like. So you gotta make sure that you do everything you can to get people to not give them that direct link so Yelp does not hide that link. But for the rest of the part of it, for the rest of the places that you're gonna send them to, send them the exact link. Now, sometimes those links are like really long. Like, you know, www.travel, blah, blah, slash your business, slash, blah, 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 blah. And it's this huge link. And people don't want to have to click on a huge link. So what you want to do is you want to shorten that link. And you, you use something, one of those link shorteners like Bitly. And if you sign up for an account with Bitly, you can actually make custom links to your website. So in other words, if you were getting reviews on say wedding wire, you could create a special bit.ly using the, putting the link in there. Bitly will shorten it to review me on wedding wire. And that way they click it much easier. They know exactly what they review me on the travel site. Review me here. That way they know what they're clicking and what they're expecting to get when they click. If it's one of those long URLs, they don't know where that's going to take them. So how did you come up with this system, Alan? You know, I actually listen to other people. I've, I've gone to seminars and listened to it. And then I took what they did and I tweaked it to be something that was good for me. Something that would work with my clientele. And one of the, one of the important things that I learned is to use the word positive review. Don't just say, hey, could you review me? Because if they're mad at you, they're going to give you a bad review. So if you just make sure you say, please leave me a positive review. Or if there is an issue, please reach out to me directly at this email. That way you can stop any you know, reason that they would have for putting a negative review up. You ask for a positive review all the time. The review, the review companies that I work with, if people rate you as a three or, or less, it actually sends you a special email that says, hey, this person gave you a three-star review and this is what they said. And that way, it's really great because you can go back to that person, address that issue, and see if you can find out where, where the problem was, what went wrong. And then you can show those people, oh, my gosh, I'm really sorry that happened. 
um, you know, how, I, how can I fix it? How can I make it better? And you may be able to take that review and have them review you again and give you a better review. Well, that's also uh, an opportunity for improving the customer experience and demonstrating some customer service. So it's nice that those uh, services provide that. Oh, yeah, because otherwise, you know, if, if you sent out 100 things for reviews and, you know, you got to imagine 20% of your people are, are cray-crays, uh, that 20% is going to put a one-star one review, they did this, blah, 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 you know, whether it's warranted or not. So this at least captures that and, and lets you know that, hey, there's a problem, which you can either ignore or address. Right. Well, let me ask you, what are your thoughts about addressing them? Because like you said, there are some people that are, you know, they just love to give ugly comments. And, you know, what, what can you do about it, if, especially if it's not merited and they don't appreciate what you've tried to do to fix the problem that, you know, you understand that they had. I mean, mistakes happen. What's your thoughts about addressing bad reviews? All right. So imagine this. You're, you're waking up in the morning. The first thing you do is you grab your cell phone, and the first thing you see is a bad review. It can ruin your whole day. <laughs> you scream like that screaming sheep. You're seeing that screaming sheep. That's how you feel, that screaming sheep. Ah! The first thing you want to do is write the nastiest letter you can. Write the meanest, nastiest thing you can toward that person, and then delete it and throw it away. Because at least you got that off your chest. Because getting a bad review is the worst thing. It's the worst feeling you can have in your heart. And sometimes you just want to get that stress out of your system. Next, you want to look at what the review actually said and figure out, hey, did I make an error? Did I mess up? Did I, am I the one who caused this bad review to happen? If you realize yes, well, then you need to address it. If you realize no, then you have a couple choices. So if it's no, you have a couple choices. Either just let it go. You can dispute it. Like if this person says all these bad things about you and they've never been to your business, then you can dispute it with a lot of these places and say, look, this person has never been into my business. I've never had a contract with this person. And this person is saying disparaging comments about me. And then many times they will remove it. I've gotten several bad reviews removed because I never had a contract with these people. If there's something that you need to improve on and it's something you did mess up on, then the best thing to do is actually confront it. Don't let that sit in your craw, just, just eating away at you. Reach out to the people. Hey, you know, I just got, I want to thank you for taking time out to review me, but I just got your review. And I'm, I'm blown away that, you know, this happened, that you felt this way. What, what happened? What did we do? You know, wrong. How can we correct this? And many times they just want to get it off their chest. They just want to get, they just want to start yelling at somebody and they want to, you know, some satisfaction of knowing that, they, that you made an error. And sometimes they go, okay, well, now that we made that error, but you fixed it, or you know, now that you're calling, okay, now I'll just upgrade it from a three-star to you know, a four-star review, and I'll, and I'll edit the language. Okay, great. Sometimes they won't. Sometimes they'll even write an update, say, this guy called me and tried to get me to remove my review. You know what? It, it's basically called a Hail Mary. You got to try. You have nothing to lose by trying. Okay. But when you do get a bad review, and then this is the best way to answer a bad review, that if you indeed did something wrong, confess to it. In, in, your, in, in your usually most review sites have a way you can respond to the review. So you first off to thanking them for giving you the review. Thank you for taking time out to review me. It's very important that I know what is working, what's not working with my 
with my clients. And obviously the problem that you have is something that I am addressing personally right now. And I want to make sure that nothing like this will ever happen again to any client who comes through my company. But I want to make sure that I do this right and that I make the appropriate changes. And I want to thank you for pointing this out to me. Because you did, you made my future clients' experiences that much better. Now, that'll do two things to them. It'll either make them mad and they'll just delete their review completely because they don't want to see any bad happen, or nothing can happen and they just leave it review as is. Or, you know, they can sometimes change it. And I've done that and they've changed the review. They've upgraded their review. So you have nothing to lose by trying to get people to change the review. If it's a cray-cray person, most people, when they're looking at a review, can tell a cray-cray. (laughs) They can tell this person is just off in in, in left field. All right? So you just address, you know, know, many people who have come to our company have been very satisfied with this. I'm really sorry that you had a bad experience. I'm not sure where this happened. But, hey, we wish you the best of luck in everything you do. Well, those are some great ways to answer. Uh, I, you know, I really like the way you worded it, taking ownership of a problem, uh, appreciating the, the fact that you had an opportunity to address it, you know, as as feedback, as an opportunity to improve, because it also lets somebody reading the review and your comment to it know that, oh my gosh, you know, this problem is getting fixed. So, it, it exactly it's encouraging so i think that's really great and i i really appreciate that you laid it out there like that because i think sometimes when people get negative feedback i mean everybody wants to be doing their best and when somebody says oh, no 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 that that's that's not good you kind of take it personally which in a way is good because yeah. you want to fix it but at the same time it feels like an attack and what do we do when we feel attacked we get on the defensive so what you described is, right. is not on the defensive it's quite the opposite it's like saying thank you this this is i'm grateful for you having pointed this out so i can fix it so that's really good you know earlier you said that one of the things when asking for a review is use the phrase that you'd like a positive review and that's really, Correct. I think, good advice. I think it's assumed, but it's always nice to sort of add that little nudge. I was wondering if you had any uh, other advice about what people should avoid doing when inviting interview uh, reviews, rather, things that are turnoffs. Okay, well, one big thing is, you know, not every event that I've done goes 1 million percent like I normally do. Occasionally things happen. Like, you know, the, the microphone went out, which it wasn't my fault, or something weird happened, or you just got that weird look and that weird feeling from, like, weird look from the bride, is I go back into my books and make a notation. Do not ask for a review, or do not send, like we call it. Do not ask for a review, because you know that no matter what, that person is going to give you a bad review, just because there's something you felt in their heart that was, that was terrible. And so you, rather than send them out, oh, hey, you know, bright, shiny, you know, give us a positive review, they're, you know they're not going to do it. So why waste your time and the possibility of them posting a bad review? I've, I've let all my team know that if they have a problem with a wedding, to let me know on Monday. So in my two-week tickler file, I mark that as a do not send. Now, in my company, if they don't tell me and there's something they obviously did wrong, and they get in trouble. You know, they could get fired because now I'm sending, requesting a review from somebody that they, their wedding got screwed up because of my guy. 
and I knew nothing about it. Now I'm asking for a review, and now this terrible review got posted. So how do you what do you, how do you handle it? Also, when you get a bad review, is you know if they're not satisfied, you know I don't want to take money for something that I didn't do right. If I all of a sudden called my bride by the wrong name, instead of calling her Cynthia, I called her Frank, uh, which is really bad. <laughs> my job is to basically get the names right. Absolutely. But, so if, if I obviously make this mistake, I don't deserve to get paid. I have, I have no problem giving my money back. If I fail to do what I'm supposed to do, then I'll give my money back. Or I'll do some sort of do-over or, or do something to fix it. I think when people give a bad review, it's because they also want to be heard. You know, I do understand that you did something that didn't meet expectations. And again, the reflexive action is to deny it or make an excuse. But when you say, yep, um, you know, it happened. We're sorry. How can we make it up to you? That sets a totally different tone. It really does. I get people emailing me after my, after I've done presentations, after I've given a in my reviews presentation, yeah. I have them emailing me a couple of weeks later. They go, I got a bad review and I did what you told me to do. And they changed it to a five-star review. Wow. And I'm like, see, the stuff works. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. That really is. Two things. First, any parting thoughts about how to get a positive online review or testimonial before we wrap up? And then I have one more question for you. Absolutely. Testimonials. That's something that's very important. Getting testimonials from your customers. Say you own a restaurant, right? And somebody just had a great dinner. Why not get a little video of them saying, oh my God, I just had the best dinner at Blah Blah Restaurant. Or, oh, hey, um, I just got my lawnmower repaired. You know, Bob just fixed my lawnmower and, and it was good. He came out. It was done perfectly. Video testimonials work better than online testimonials because it's real because it's a real person, a real client, and you can see the emotion. You can see the excitement in their eyes when they're talking about your product. And then you upload that everywhere. You upload it to YouTube. You upload it to Facebook. You upload it to your website. That's something that's really important. Anytime you get a good review, share it. Put a link on your website to it or put the verbiage on your website. It helps your SEO as well. But testimonials, video testimonials, make sure that if you're gonna put it on YouTube, that you do it horizontally, not up and down. That way it'll fit in the YouTube screen better for a testimonial. If you're going to put it on Facebook or make a TikTok out of it, then, then have it vertical. So you just want to figure out when you're making that review, what media and what medium you're going to be placing that into. So a little bit of planning ahead of time will make sure that the format fits and that you can get the most mileage out of it. That's another really good tip to have. Exactly. And before you do the video, Tell the person, okay, we're going to do a little video. Here's what I want you to say in your own words. Hi, my name is blah, blah, blah. Um, I just had blah, blah, blah from blah, blah. And we had a blah, blah, blah experience. That way <laughs> they're not just sitting there going, okay, what do I say? You kind of guide them to what you want them to say. All right. Wonderful. Well, one last question here because – as a wedding officiant, I'm, I'm sure you could write a book on some of the interesting things you've seen happen at weddings, especially in Southern California. I was wondering if there's a single story that stands out for you from the rest that you could share with us in the few minutes that we have left. Oh, boy. Like you said, I, I could write multiple books <laughs> on, the, on the craziness that it happens. 
But I think one of my funnest weddings was just a quick elopement. This couple from out of state came. It was October 31st, 2010. I still remember the day because I have the picture on the wall. And they were going on a cruise for Halloween, but they wanted to get married in their costumes. So he was dressed as a bunch of grapes. She was dressed as a bottle of wine. They walked down the aisle to herd it through the grapevine. And they had those giant, like, Mickey Mouse-sized gloves. And on the Mickey Mouse-sized gloves, they didn't use regular rings. They used napkin rings. Oh, wow. As their wedding rings. <laughs> and, and I just made fun about wine aging well and him not shriveling up into a raisin. And just had really just some stupid, silly fun with them. You know, my themed weddings that I do are, are crazy fun. So I love doing those. Well, maybe one day you'll get around to writing oh, a book about that because it's it sounds like there are some fun stories there, and I appreciate your sharing that one with us. Thanks, Alan. This has definitely been insightful and a little entertaining, so thank you for being on the show. That's our show for today, but don't go anywhere. I have a really easy ask for you. Would you please open your podcast app and give us a five-star review and leave a comment about what you love most about the show? I do read them all and it'll take you less than a minute. And while you're at it, share this episode. Tell someone about it, because the best way to grow our audience is by word of mouth. And if you want the detailed show notes, links to connect with my guest, or cool stuff that we talked about, or even if you want to ask a question or have a show idea, come on over to businessconfidentialradio.com. I'll catch you on the next episode, and in the meantime, have a great day and an even better tomorrow. <laughs>